Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This week, I have an interview with my friend, Deanna Gillingham, and I actually heard Deanna's story on a podcast before I met her, and I just couldn't wait to meet her because I couldn't believe how much she was willing to risk to have the life that she wanted. And uh, meeting her in person, I was even more impressed. I mean, she is so genuine and really works toward what she wants in life. And uh, I think that's important. But we we talk pretty often now. She's a really good friend of mine. She helps hold me accountable to things I want to do and the life I want to live. So I hope that you enjoy this. I know you will enjoy it. Uh, let's get started. Good morning, Deanna. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Renee. I'm really excited to be here today. So I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell my audience about you and your business. And of course, I'll share some of the things I love about you, but I'd love for you to tell us about yourself. Oh, well, thank you. So my name's Deanna. I have a background in nursing, and then I moved into case management. Um, Along the way, I decided it wasn't something that, even though I loved it, absolutely loved it, it was my calling, I realized it wasn't something that I was going to be able to continue to do physically um, up until retirement. Started looking at different options, ended up um, starting my own business it's an education business for case managers. So it's not actually, most people would probably start their own independent practice, but I decided I didn't want to do that. So um, I started a location independent business. Um, and as you know, Renee, it's because I wanted to be able to move and travel and do things and not be stuck in one location. So um, I have an education, online education business for case managers, where we provide um, education on how to become a case manager, transitioning from the RN position to a case management position, such as I did, or for those that are already case managers and want to get certified, um, we have education for them also to help them to get their certification. Oh, that's so awesome. So you um, started on this journey several years ago, um, and I have heard bits and pieces over the years, but um, tell me a little bit about when you started to realize you wanted to do something different and, you know, how that felt and what was, what was your process in the beginning for trying to figure out what's next? Oh, that I love that question. Um, I don't think many people ask that, but it it was for me, for somebody like me who did not grow up understanding entrepreneurship, it was like you get up, you go to college, you get a job, and you work the rest of your life for somebody else. Um, what happened was I realized um, I had a, an ankle injury and I wasn't going to be able to continue working on the floor. So I moved to case management and I thought that was the answer. I finally got to work from home as a case manager, which I thought was like, that was the thing that I had been, you know, striving for, like, I, Hey, I can work from home. I don't have a long commute. I don't have, you know, that was really great, but there was still something like I had to ask for permission to take a vacation. I had to ask for permission to have a day off. I had to work their set hours. And I was having this internal struggle as my kids were getting older, that what if I have four children, what if they all moved to four different parts of the country and I would have to choose with my vacation, who I was going to visit that year. And that is actually what's what started all of this. Um, at the same time, I had started listening to podcasts. I didn't even know what podcasts were. I just started like scrolling through and found this 
one podcast and it was about businesses and like you mean people can actually start businesses like it's not something that you're born into it was so foreign to me um so when I started learning about that I decided that's what I wanted to do that 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 was what I really needed to do to have the freedom that I wanted that no employer would ever give me the freedom that I wanted to travel to move out of the country to be location independent to work when I wanted to work and not when I wanted to work that the only answer to that solution was for me to start my own business wow I love that so much. So you started listening to this podcast and you were being inspired to look outside, to really think outside the box because you hadn't thought about being an entrepreneur. And what are some of the things that maybe came to mind that you might do? So actually, this is a really funny story. Um, You know, you listen to the podcast, they tell you like, take all the things that you like and all the things that you're good at and people, things that people ask you for advice for, and that's what you should do. Well, at the time, um, people, a lot of my neighbors were coming to me because they had dogs and puppies and they were not doing well. And I, my, I had at the time three large dogs who minded me quite well <laughs> and I could keep under control. They're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I'm going to be the female Caesar. I'm going to like teach people how to, you know, how to have their dogs be a loving member of the family, because I really hated to think of them being in a pound because people couldn't handle them. So that's what, that was my initial thought. Um, it didn't go very far. My friend helped me build a website for it. And it just, um, honestly, that I probably would have done that had it not been the certification that I needed to get. And I was spreading myself too thin. So I was a mom. I was working full time. I was trying to study for this certification. And I was trying to be the female Caesar teaching everybody how to handle their, their pets. And so something had to give. And when I, I actually sat down and decided, well, I can do a practice business with this case management stuff, helping people pass the exam. And then when I learn from that and I mess it up, I can go and start this other business, which I never ended up starting. And it's quite funny because it's like, it is so not what I should have been doing at all. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. So for case management, that was going to be your practice business to prepare yes. you for the female Caesar business. Yes. So I could learn all the mistakes that I was going to make and I learned from them and then, you know, start another business, which would be, which I would be smarter and more, more talented at that point. (laughs) So I love that. I have since the first time I met you, well, actually the first time I heard anything um, about you, I heard you on a podcast and you were sharing about, it was so inspiring. And one of the things that I love about you, and there's a lot of things that I love about you, but one of them is that you are willing to say, okay, this is what I want. How can I get it? And you figure it out. So um, the first time I heard you on a podcast, I thought, wow, that is a dream life because you were talking about, and you can share where you live now, um, but you you were talking about that and uh, I heard a little bit about what you were doing, but I didn't know your whole story. That didn't tell your whole story. And so I was so inspired um, that you saw what you wanted and you're going to work toward that. And that what you've shared so far is just a good example of, you know, thinking about what it is that you want and how to get there. Um, but um, one of the things that stands out to me about the story you just told is, you know, from now that you have a successful business, you've been in, how long have you been in business now? Uh, since 2014, I kind of started, didn't start making money till 2015. It was about a year of preparation and learning and creating a product. Okay. So when I, and then when I met you in person, I was 
I was amazed. Like, I just wanted to keep asking you questions. I wanted to keep talking to you um, because I just thought this is genius. And because, you know, what this we're doing uh, right now, you're doing uh, this interview as part of the Sales Done Right series. And one thing that I see that you're doing right is you actually found something that was needed. And when we're in sales, that's what that's what we have to do is figure out where the need is. And even though this seemed like a practice business for you, you discovered it was really something people needed. So if you want to share a little bit about how, when you discovered that, um, huh, they really do need this. Yes, that is a very interesting story. So when I was kind of dabbling with this practice business and I was trying to study for this certification, I could not, I get these ideas about what I think the perfect things should be, whether it's a ceiling fan for my house or a book that I need to study from. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And unfortunately, sometimes they don't make what I'm looking for. And I was listening to a podcast and I was kind of complaining to a friend, a coworker about how, why can't I just find what I'm looking for? One resource that has everything we need to know and teaches us it. And we don't have to go to all these different places. I'm buying several books, but none of them are answering everything. And then I hear this podcast that says, if you're wondering, if, if you see a need out there and you're wondering why somebody hasn't filled it, maybe it's because you're the person that needs to fill it. And it was just like, it stopped me in my tracks. It was like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to do this. So I knew I had to collect all this information anyway. I needed to create my own study guide. And I thought, well, if I create it and I pass the test, then I can try it out on somebody else and see if they pass the test. And then if they do, maybe it's something I can put out there for other case managers so that they can pass the test. And that's exactly what happened. It was just, you know, okay, I used it, then I shared it with a friend and she used it and passed. And then I published it, which was the scariest thing. It was just the scariest thing. The day I, I waited until like two o'clock in the morning to hit the publish button, because I think I was so tired at that time. I didn't, I was like, you know, how you get like tired, drunk, you don't even know what you're doing. And that's what I was. I was just like, push the button and I'll think about it tomorrow. And I fell asleep and the next day I panicked and I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to read this and they're going to laugh at me and think that it's stupid, but that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> there was a need for it and it's become basically, it's the it's the go-to resource now for case managers wanting to get that certification. And it spawned the rest of our business from there. Wow. I love that. So you did discover there was a need. Uh, at that time though, when you first started selling book, were you still thinking it was going to be your practice business? I did because I figured a book isn't really a business, but um, I, I kind of modeled this after Pat Flynn, who had a podcast, the Smart Passive Income podcast. And he was talking about his very first business that he had was helping people pass an architectural exam. After he created his book, and it was just a PDF book, he never published it. He didn't go further, like making courses and stuff like that that people needed. So I was like, well, I, I, I like to finish things that I start. So I thought the next logical step was a course, and that would make it a business versus versus me being an author. I wanted a business, not just a book. And so um, we went down that route. We we actually teamed up with one of the industry experts who just happened to reach out to me and said, hey, I like what you're doing. Like totally blew me away. I'll never forget. I was at the South Carolina State Fair and I get this Facebook instant messenger from this person who's like a leader in the industry. And she's like, hey, I really like what you're doing. And can we talk sometime? And I just about fell over. It was like the rest of the day, I don't remember anything because that was just like the, the highlight of everything. And um, so we ended up doing a course with her. We collaborated on that and things just kind of went from there. Whenever our, we created a community on Facebook and people would, we followed what they were saying. We need this 
um, we wish we had this, we, and we saw the needs, and we tried to answer the needs from our people. Well, so there, there's another secret. Um, just, you know, you, you see a need, but you have to find out more. If you're enjoying this podcast, please follow, rate, and share with a friend. And if you're looking for more content just like this, head over to my website and sign up for the weekly newsletter. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I mean, you may, I think your people have to see the need as well. So sometimes you can recognize a need, but you have to figure out how to help them see the need. And the reverse of that, they will, show, they will show you what they need, just like you've shared with us, if you're listening, but you have to be open to listening. You can't be, um, I guess, just set in your ways, like you're not going to expand from what you're doing, or uh, you have to really listen. And, and that's what you were doing. You were listening to what they wanted. So you kind of did it the reverse of a lot of people. Like a lot of people have a business, then a book. Right. Uh, that, that's <laughs> we a did the complete of, opposite. <laughs> a lot of people who have a business, it's their dream to be an author and to have a book. I mean, that that kind of finishes it for them. But for you, it started it for you. So I, I think that is awesome. Um, and that you were willing to, to listen and to... Um, and you took what some people might not have recognized as an opportunity. So you heard that in the podcast, uh, you know, Pat Flynn's regret that he, he could have done this extra step. And you ran with that to say, oh, I can do this extra step. Yes. And, you know, kind of going back to what you were talking about a little bit, um, it's also we do a lot of education. So we listen to what our people say they need. And we do a lot of education about why they might want to get certified, why, and, and even we have new products we've expanded to helping nurses that want to become case managers. So we have courses and books for them also. And so we answer a lot of questions about like, okay, we don't want you to quit your job and start this new career path if you're going to hate it. So we want to educate you as to what it is, who's a good fit for it. Um, my business partner laughs because a lot of times I get on a call with a potential person who wants to buy something of ours. And I'm like, no, you don't need it. You shouldn't buy it. And he's like, well, that's like, I'm like, no, I have to make the right fit. It's like, it has to be the right person and the right product, or I might downsell them or upsell them depending on what they need. So I really like to go back to kind of like my nursing and case management roots of like finding out what your needs are and what can we do to meet those needs and making sure it's a happy match? And sometimes it's a free resource that we have. And sometimes it's a paid product that we have. Oh, very good. So sometimes in sales, we may, we may call that. Um, I've, I've heard it phrased. People will say you have to create the need. I like to say you uncover a need. Yes. So, so if I have my prospects, I want to help them find a need. They didn't even realize they needed. It's something that is going to make it better for them or easier for them, or it's going to be fulfilling, whatever it is. I like to um, have products and services that, and I like to be the salesperson that says, this is why you need this. Just like you said, the why, um, because, you know, everybody wants to sell us something or show us something, but they don't always tell us why. 
you know, maybe it's it's pretty, maybe it's flashy, what you know, maybe it is informative, but just more information for the sake of information is not always the reason that you need to do something. There's there's a bigger why, and you help them uncover that that why. And when you are talking to um, your prospects or potential clients, and and you are guiding them. I think that's one of the greatest things about being a salesperson is you get to, and I, I I've had this debate a couple of times this week because I, it's hard to replace that. It's hard to replace that with digital products and um, and AI and all of that because you have to have a heart and you have to listen and you have to know um, you know what a difference it's going to make for the person. So I, I love all, all of that. And I think it's, you know, the reason you have a successful business because you do care. You want them to be find the right fit, not just for the sake of buying something. Absolutely. And, you know, our business has grown primarily from word of mouth. Definitely at the beginning, it was all word of mouth. I would just put a little, send an email and say, Hey, tell any of your case man- management colleagues that are taking the test about this and people would and I would get emails from people that were sharing it with their friends and we really didn't do any paid advertising um since we started we have done a little bit like if Amazon sales go down a little bit we may do a little bit of I mean we might spend a couple hundred dollars a year if even and we've but we've never really had to because the word of mouth is so good because it was because it was a needed product and because people are happy with the results they get they want to share with their colleagues that are now going through this and they're like, I need something. Oh, let me show you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. been very helpful for us. Yeah. They're helping you uncover the need for other people, helping other people uncover their needs, helping other people discover the why they need it. So um, because you do have a good product, um, it is easier for them to recommend it and they see the change. They see the difference it makes. Absolutely. Yeah. I love your story. And as part of choosing where you want to be, you now have a fabulous life and I always say in paradise. So if you want to share a little <laughs> bit about, because you shared with us, you didn't want to be in one place. You wanted to have that freedom and you made that happen as well. Yeah, that was a really interesting decision because, um, you know, once all the kids were out of my house, it was like, well, the house is too big. I need to move. Well, if I'm going to move, where am I going to move to? Um, And it was, you know, I didn't want to move any further north than I already was. And I wanted to kind of explore the world. I had never really left the area. You know, I was born and raised in the same area for, you know, 25, 30 years. And then I moved to another area and kind of stayed there. But I had never really been out of the country and really explored and saw the world. And I wanted to do that. And I wanted something that was so I purposefully created a business that was location independent, that I would be able to run from a laptop from anywhere in the world, because there were a lot of other things that I could have done and a lot of other opportunities that were presented to me, but they would not have allowed me to do this you know, just live wherever, especially live outside of the country. So um, me and my husband partner decided that we wanted to move to Mexico. And it was starting, it was going to be, we'll move there for six months and then we'll move on to another place and another place and we'll find out where we finally want to be. But we moved here and we just fell in love. So we're in the Mayan Riviera, right on the Caribbean. And the people are so nice and we've made a lot of friends and we've kind of really kind of dug ourselves in here. Not to say that we, we do travel a lot. And one of my decisions with this was 
I wanted to visit Europe. I wanted to visit Alaska. I wanted to visit all these places. But if you give me the choice of a beach and anywhere else in the world, I'm going to choose the beach. So my reasoning was if I move to the beach, then I can travel to all these other places. And we have done that, which is really great. So that works. That little theory of mine did work. And now I've been able to travel to different places. And, um, you know, having your own business allows you to work when you, you know, I can work hard and then play hard. Um, it wasn't always like that. At the beginning, it was a lot of working hard, but now we've got it to the point where we can work hard and we can play hard. Mm, I loved it so much. So you've shared so much with us, but I know that you are just a wealth of knowledge. And I love, I would love for you to share uh, some tips that you have for um, people who already are in sales of some sort, have their own business, or just looking to make that change. Is there some things you want to share that you have found that are important when you're uh, in business or on a journey that have helped to make you successful? Well, when you're in business or on a journey, I think it's really important to know where you want to go. And um, as you know, because we talk quite often, I struggled with that recently. And, you know, sometimes you accomplish your goals and then you don't know what's next. So whether you have, you some people don't like the word goals and whether you use the word goals or destination or target or whatever you want to use, you have to have something that you're shooting for. When we wake up in the morning and we don't know what we're supposed to do, we kind of just flounder around without a purpose. But, you know, if your goal is to, make so many sales or a certain dollar amount so that you can reach a certain goal so that you can achieve the things you want to achieve. It's not always about the money. It's about the end result of what you want to achieve. I wanted to achieve a business that would allow me to stay here where I want to live. Now, yes, the cost of living is much cheaper here, but I want to travel and I want to go to Europe and I want to do things that are not as inexpensive as living here is. And so I have to have goals. I have to have goals as far as, you know, income goals. I have to know how I'm going to reach those goals. I can't just say, well, I got here. Now I'm going to stop because I won't be here very long if I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very good. So I think you are a great example of seeing what like have shared, knowing what you want and looking at it from that point of view. Okay, here's what I, here's what the end result that I want. Now, how do I get there? And it, sometimes that path changes. It's not always what we expect. We may start out, we're going to be the female Caesar. Um, but, <laughs> and I think we have to be willing to try things and to adjust and to go back. You know, when Earl and I started our business, I knew that I wanted flexibility. Like I wanted to be able to be a mom when I needed to be a mom. You know, my kids were little. They needed doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted flexibility, but I also wanted to be um, out there seeing people, helping people. So I knew that was the first step of what I wanted to do. Now, I didn't have a long-term vision like you did, um, but I did have, okay, I, I don't want to be where I am right now. I don't want to be doing this. So you know, where is the next step? And it's, you know, it's been a long time ago since we did that. So 20 years is a long time. But when I look back, it seems like it was easy. Now, when I look through different scenarios, it was not easy. I mean, we had to overcome a lot of challenges. But because I had that end in mind, what was going to happen once I got over that next challenge? Maybe not still again, I was not seeing way into the future, not 10 years, not 15, and certainly not 20. 
but I would see it as one obstacle at a time. Just gonna get through this and then I'll worry about what's on the other side. Uh, and I'm, I, I kind of, I'm a positive thinker, but that doesn't mean I'm positive all the time. I can get down just like everybody else, but I know for me to do my best, I have to get to that positive state of mind first. And part of that is you have to know that there is something else on the other side. You just got to get through it to get there. So I have always admired you because I think you have a longer range than I do for thinking ahead. Like I said, I'm usually thinking through this obstacle and then I'll get to the next one because I get overwhelmed pretty easy. And I, I think it is very awesome where you live, but I also think it's so bright. So when I think about it, it's so bright because even for me to take a trip out of the country takes, I have to really prepare. I got to get myself ready for it. And um, it came, you know, I mean, I go back and forth. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to stay in the States and go here for vacation. Yes. Uh, I mean, I was terrified of flying until um, about six years ago. And I decided, and I had flown, like every time I would fly somewhere and then I'd be like, oh, good. I don't have to do that again for a long time. Then about a year later, I had to fly somewhere else. And I'd think, oh, no, this is, that had been going on for 20 years. But six years ago, I decided, okay, there's, there's some places I want to go and things I want to do with my family, places I want to go with Earl. And I have got to get over this fear of flying. And I wouldn't say the fear is gone, but it is much more manageable now. Like I had to take a Benadryl before I got on the plane. I mean, I was, I was, I would go to the doctor. Okay, look, I got to fly. I don't know what to do. He's, oh, take a Benadryl. And um, then, so that wasn't a good answer because I don't do well on Benadryl. <laughs> so anyway, you have to be brave to get what you want. And I think you are a great example of that. And I am excited for all the things that you've got planned for the future. I know that you are always working to do something else, something something better, something um, good that serves other people. So um, what, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Uh, no, I think you really did a really good job of covering everything. Um, maybe if anything, just, you know, I, I totally I think we have to have a long range plan of like where we want to go, but then we have to take it one step at a time. So as far as I agree with you that I have these long range plans, but I can't look at every single step of that plan because it will overwhelm me. And I'll be like, I can never do all of that. So I kind of have to focus on just like, I have a journal, a bullet journal that I use to do a lot of my planning. So I have like my yearly goals, but then I break it down into monthly like at the beginning of the month, I'm like, okay, what do I have to accomplish this month to get to this place? And then I break it down to weekly. Okay. I look at my monthly stuff and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do this week to get all this stuff done monthly? And then every day I look at it and I say, okay, what do I have to do today to get these weekly, the weekly goals achieved? So I used to just be in overwhelm and not be able to move forward because there was so much, you know, how they, they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And when I get an overwhelm, I can shut down very easily and just be like, I can't do this. It's too much. It's too big. Same thing with moving to Mexico. I mean, there's a lot. It's not like you just get on a plane and move to Mexico. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts that has to happen. I had a house that needed to be sold. Um, it, it, there's, you know, residency requirements to be here longer than six months. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you have to take into consideration. But it's like just looking at that next thing. What's the next thing I have to do? 
okay, check that off. What's the next thing I have to do? Check that off. But I had to know why I was doing it. So my, my why was because I wanted to move to Mexico within the next six months. So now here's all the things that I have to do to do that. And even before that, I knew I wanted to move. I didn't know it was Mexico, but I knew I wanted to move somewhere fun and exotic and where there was a beach. So that's as much as I knew to start off with. And I knew to do that, that I needed to be location independent where nobody could tell me, well, you can't live here if you are working for us. So I'm like, okay, I'll just create my own job then. Mm, I love it. So um, thank you for being here and you are so inspiring. Thank you. As I shared, there's so many things that you're doing right. You you figured out what you wanted for yourself, but then you also figured out what other people needed that you could help them with to get you where you wanted to be as well. And I think that is the best part is that you are offering something that helps people that they need. You've built, as you said, a community of people who have um, been able to appreciate and enjoy the rewards of, of what you do. Uh, and it's gotten you closer to where you want to be. And I, I just love that so much. And I appreciate you being with me. And I'm sure my audience will love you as well. Well, I really appreciate you letting me share with your audience. Thank you very much. Thank you. So there you have it. That was my friend, Deanna Gillingham. And again, I I am just amazed by the effort that she has put in to build the life that she wants. And it is what I hope for all of you that are my listeners, that you will uh, take the time to really think through what's important to you and your family and what is going to bring you joy and then work on it from there, just like Deanna. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.